Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Key Reese And I'm Laura Brodnick. And LB, the Grammys were yesterday and amongst all of the exciting things that happened, they've kind of been pushed aside because of one man who behaved very badly who got a lot of recognition. That is Louis C.K. There are lots of different angles and we are going to go through them all today. Before we do so, we have a couple of entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Yes, so making news today, Variety has confirmed that Kanye West has pulled out of his scheduled appearance at the Coachella Festival, where he was scheduled to play the closing night of the two-weekend-long event. So the reason for his cancellation has not been made completely clear at this stage, so neither Kanye nor his camp have made an official statement, although a source has told Variety that he has not rehearsed or prepared for the appearance, and it also comes off the back of concerns around his recent behaviour, so it seems that there was a lot of different things in the works there to stop it from happening. This also follows the news that he was banned from a... Well, banned's a strong word. He'd been asked not to attend the Grammy Awards due to what the Academy described as his concerning online behaviour. But despite this, Kanye still went on to be one of the big winners of the night. So Hurricane, his song with The Weeknd, was crowned Best Melodic Rap Performance, which I did not even know was a category, but there you go. And he and Jay-Z also went on to win Best Rap Song for their collaboration, Jail, meaning the two rappers are now tied for the most wins for a hip-hop artist ever, with a total of 24 Grammys each. Well, it was a pretty exciting night for female artists at the Grammys. Olivia Rodrigo won three Grammys, so she picked up Best New Artist, Best Pop Vocal Album for Sour, and Best Pop Solo Performance for Driver's License, such a banger. And then 15-time nominated artist Jasmine Sullivan won her first Grammy for Best R&B Album for Hotels, and also tied with Silk Sonic for Best Performance for Pick Up Your Feelings. But there were two iconic moments in particular that we wanted to chat about today, starting with the announcement of best pop duo slash group performance, which went to Doja Cat featuring SZA for Kiss Me More. So the award was announced and SZA stands up and makes her way to the stage and she's on crutches and Lady Gaga even kind of like helps her with a dress to save her from tripping. But Doja Cat is nowhere to be seen. And then you just see Doja Cat running over to the stage with a very breathless star taking to the mic to explain that she was actually in the loop. Bro, you went to the bathroom for five minutes. Are you serious? Listen. I have never taken such a fast piss in my whole life. I uh, I like to downplay a lot of shit, but this is a, <laughs> it's a big deal. So it was pretty 
chaotic when she came up. She was like, I can't believe it. And it's like Scissor was mad at her for going to the bathroom in the first place. I'm pretty sure they probably had a conversation first being like, this is probably not the time to go. My biggest thing was that is I can't believe a producer let her leave the room. Like usually it's the producer's <laughs> job to be scurrying through the audience, dressed in black, dodging the cameras and making sure that everyone who needs to be in their seat for an announcement is there. But on the other hand, like if she had to go, she had to go. And I don't think 100%. you want to be the person who stops Doja Cat from running to the bathroom in that case. So I feel like that's picked up the most traction because it was pretty funny and her getting on stage and everything was great. But then her like emotional breakdown at winning and what it meant to her, I think was actually the most important part of that because you can just see how much she cared. And after all the trauma she's been through with being in that industry, how much that win meant to her. Yeah, definitely. Like in the last two weeks, she actually announced her retirement from music after she had a bit of a feud with some fans in Paraguay. And what had happened is she was scheduled to perform at this festival, but it was cancelled due to extreme weather. Like there was floods and things like that. So she couldn't do the performance and they absolutely ripped her apart online. And she just said, I'm over it. Like, I cannot face this amount of scrutiny anymore. I'm done with music. I'm not cut out for it. So I think that's probably why. I mean, winning a Grammy is huge, but I think those two things mixed together really brought it home for her. So we're excited. A little bit of happiness after a couple of shitty weeks for her. All right. Now we're going to talk about the second thing because this was like my favorite part. And I didn't even know how iconic it was until yeah. after it happened, right? So artists Megan The Stallion and Dua Lipa took to the stage to present Best New Artist, which went to Olivia Rodrigo, and they were dressed in identical Versace numbers. And it turns out that the designer, Donatella, was in the audience, and here's how it all played out. Not just all my look. Well, I was told I had the exclusive. I'm going to have to have a talk with Donatella. Uh, yeah, because I thought I was the Versace hatter. And I got it. So it was a bit and the internet was just like losing its mind because it was so fun and people were like, pop culture is fun again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I tend to agree. But then those who were old enough to realise called out the fact that it was a bit of a tribute to this moment that happened in 1998 at the VMAs where Divas Mariah Carey at Whitney Houston were presenting Best Male Video. Guess who they presented it to? Will Smith. Oh, of course. <laughs> of all people. Like, how is that just for irony? So they took to the stage very similarly and they were dressed in the same brown Vera Wang dress and they had a bit of a playful back and forth with their dress supposedly being a one-of-a-kind. But Mariah is like, I am always prepared for this. And she kind of whips off the bottom of the dress to reveal like a different cut. And then Whitney is like, well, I'm equally as prepared and whips off the bottom of hers. And they kind of have this really great moment. <laughs> nice dress. Yeah. Um, you look pretty good too. You do. That's a one of a kind, huh? Look, yeah. looks kind of familiar. That, that's what they told me. This yeah, they told me mine was too, but you know what? What, baby? Fortunately, I come prepared for situations like this. Try it on me! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Because um, I could do it better. Oh, my darling. 
I'm like grinning as I'm listening. To I was about it was a to really say, cute moment. <laughs> I was about to say um, to our listeners that Key is just she's watched this clip a thousand times in the prep for this, and she is. I haven't seen you smile that big since you saw your last like sonogram picture of your daughter. <laughs> That's oh how my happy God, you are. So true. So true. I just love like the nostalgia of it, and just. You know, like divas, like they are just divas who just were all rounders in the end. And I quickly ran onto Mariah Carey's Instagram to see if she'd said anything because she loves this kind of stuff. She hasn't yet, but a lot of fans were hopping on Twitter saying that Whitney would have loved this moment. So it was a little bit heartbreaking at the same time, but mostly joyous. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Just a warning that this next segment contains mention of sexual assault and might be upsetting for some listeners. If you need to speak to someone, please call 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732, the National Sexual Assault, Domestic and Family Violence Counselling Service. Well, off the back of those funny and sweet moments, the Grammys are also receiving a huge amount of backlash, and that's because disgraced comedian Louis C.K. ended up winning the award for Best Comedy Album. So interestingly, all through the Grammys, they were making so many references to the Oscars and the infamous Oscars slap between Will Smith and Chris Rock, almost like poking fun at such a prestigious award show, having such a talked about scandal and how stupid it was. Like a few times presenters would get up and they'd be like, okay, everyone, the next person coming out is a comedian. He will be making a joke. Please stay in your seat. Keep your hands to yourself. Do not assault anyone. And no one was assaulted in the Grammys that we know of because they didn't do it on stage. But this whole drama came up because of Louis C.K. winning Best Comedy Album. So the album in question is called Sincerely Louis C.K. And he won in a category that included the likes of Chelsea Handler and Kevin Hart and a lot of other big name comedians. And even though he didn't appear at the actual Grammy ceremony in Las Vegas to accept his award, nor did CBS televise his win, so they must have already known that people would be upset, it still instantly spurned this whole big online conversation about whether he should have been even nominated for the award, let alone win it. So just a little refresher on the allegations against him. In 2017, five women from the comedy world all came forward in a huge New York Times expose to detail their own encounters with the comedian. So the accounts all had a very similar theme, and they all said that Louis would routinely start masturbating in front of women without their permission, or he would ask them to watch him masturbate. That's just a very light detail. Like They really went into some pretty horrific stuff in this article, which we can link in the show notes. And then in a statement released at the time, Louis said that the stories were all true, so he didn't deny it. But he said, I had never shown a woman my dick without asking permission first. 
He also went on to say, I have been remorseful of my actions and I've tried to learn from them and run from them. Now I'm aware of the extent of the impact of my actions. I learned yesterday the extent of which I left these women who all admired me feeling so badly about themselves and cautious around other men who would never have put them in that position. So after these allegations came out, Louis did lose a considerable amount of work, but he did end up going back to stand-up comedy in 2018, so just less than a year after the allegations had come out. And by 2020, he was reportedly selling out comedy venues again. And obviously now he's picked up a lot of other work and he seems to kind of be very much back in the comedy world. And winning a Grammy is kind of like the icing on the cake for his career resurgence. So there's kind of a lot to get through here. But one of the things I think is most troubling, I mean, there's a lot of troubling things here, is that this album in question contains comedy material about these allegations and about his cancellation, which didn't really happen is all those kind of things are referenced on the album for which he then won a Grammy. Yeah, and that is, I think, the biggest point that people are really stuck on after his win. It's that you're being rewarded not only following a wave of allegations that you admit to be true, but you're also being rewarded for then poking fun of that in your comedy routine, which I understand is a comedian's job to do that and use their personal struggles, but it wasn't just to them. Because in addition to, you know, asking women if it was okay, if he could get his dick out in front of them and masturbate in front of them, it was more than that. It was an abuse of power. And then also when these women came forward to say, hey, what you did wasn't okay after the fact, he actively then set out to destroy their careers so that they couldn't progress. So that's where it gets icky for me because he is making money and now being rewarded for it off the back of other people's trauma. And that's what I didn't like about it. The other thing I found really interesting about this is kind of, obviously you referenced at the top, the fact that the Oscars slap was kind of woven through the monologue for the Grammys and throughout the show, really. And I was thinking about the fact that over the past few years, both the Grammys and the Oscars have been kind of going through this massive change in relation to diversity and inclusion. And it was very much these two shows this year for both of these big award shows that was their chance to have a bit of a redemption, you know. They'd been called out, different kind of diversity and inclusion things had been put in place behind the scenes. And this year it was back to the big flashy shows where they where the fruits of all of that labour and criticism and things like that would be seen from us and from the artists that are involved. Involved. And I think for the Grammys, we really did see the diversity and inclusivity come through. We saw it in the number of nominees. We saw it in the spread of winners. There were many big name artists who have historically been shoe-ins to win in different categories that were snubbed, like Billie Eilish. Like there were a few upsets there. And you could really kind of tell that whatever changes they had made behind the scenes were being reflected front of house of what we were seeing. And I thought like they did a couple of nice touches, like including the people behind the artists. So, you know, tour managers and heads of wardrobes introducing their boss's performance. So it had this real air of like heartfelt inclusivity. I've probably said that 700 million times in this little bit of what I'm saying. So have a shot and probably going to get drunk. But then they fudged it with this nominees business. And it wasn't just Louis C.K. winning. Marilyn Manson was also up for an award despite, you know, pretty severe abuse allegations. And also Dave Chappelle, in spite of his transphobic comments, had also been nominated. Neither of them won, but 
it's just a very weird scenario and I think it's a good conversation to have. On that, I just wanted to say, like, obviously I'm not agreeing with Louis C.K. winning or Marilyn Manson's inclusion in the show or anything like that. I think those are big questions to look at because you can't live a life free of consequence just because the work that you do is labelled in the artistic field. So I think that's important. But just to kind of look at what the of Recording Academy, which is the body behind the Grammys, is saying, they released a statement through their CEO, Harvey Mason Jr., off the back of all this, and they said, we won't restrict the people who can submit their material for consideration. We won't look back at people's history. We won't look at their criminal record. We won't look at anything other than the legality within our rules. If this recording work is eligible based on the date and criteria, we will make it part of the award. So basically they're saying that under the rules that are in place for the Grammys, that all of these artists who, when they accept their awards and they perform, they say we will follow these rules. And the rules are that you are eligible to receive an award if your material was published within a certain date. There's no morality clause around this. So that's the other thing that makes it hard to take into consideration too, is that if you look at the rule book, Louis C.K. was very much eligible and allowed to win this award. And I know it comes down to a moral question, but it's like, how can you make rules around who's winning and who gets to perform at these events if there's not the framework in place from the association who makes the rules, if that makes sense? I completely get that. But I also think that there are sneaky exceptions to this rule because if we're going by morality and what was moral at the time when these decisions were made, Janet Jackson, is she not the exception to the rule? Well, exactly. There's, well, she we, was and we absolutely know crucified for the Super Bowl performance, disinvited, didn't win in any of her categories that she was nominated for. Like that's someone facing real consequences for something that at the time that was seen to be terrible. It wasn't. It was a bloody nipple on television. We've all seen them. I think all of us have them, which is just crazy. But now they want to pull out this thing of like, we don't look at people's history. You know, we don't look at their criminal records. That is not for us. It's like, I'm calling bullshit a little bit on this. It does seem to be a rule book they peddle out when they need to defend themselves, like in this case of kind of throwing their hands up in the air and saying, well, you know, legally we follow the rule book. And you're right, Janet Jackson was disinvited from the Grammys that following year. And it definitely did have a massive role on level of consequences for her music going forward. And even like, I know it's a bit of a different thing. I don't want to lump them in together, but the Grammys also didn't allow Kanye West to attend or perform yeah. this year because they said that his behavior wasn't befitting what a nominee should be doing. Doing. So in that case, you're right, they also weren't looking at just the fact. I mean, he still won the award, so I guess technically they are staying within the rules that they set out, and Louis C.K. wasn't at the event. I think that they thought that was going to be their loophole. I thought the fact that they looked at the material and said, he's going to win, but we know he's not going to show up, and the fact that they didn't televise it. I mean, they don't televise every award, but you've got to think if like maybe Chelsea Handler had won or something like that, they would have made a bigger deal out of it, but they were just trying to kind of sweep it under the rug a little bit. You know what the funny thing about it was? Well, it's actually not that funny, but LeVar Burke- Burton was presenting the award and after he announced that Louis C.K. had won, he was just like, damn, I will accept this award on his behalf and kind of looked shocked that he even won. So, I mean, it's clear that we don't really approve of it, the fact that they didn't air it or anything like that. But the other thing I wanted to talk about was, and this was bound to happen because the awards were a week apart and obviously two very high-profile men, one behaving very badly, on stage and then one winning for bad behaviour, Will Smith was brought into this conversation because a lot of people online were saying, well, damn, like, you know, cancel culture, everyone's yelling out about cancel culture and it being ridiculous, but does it even really exist? And, 
you know, all the people that have dragged Will Smith and said that he needs to be stripped of his Oscar, are you guys going to stand and be as critical as Louis C.K. on this front? Which I thought was a really interesting argument. What did you think? Yeah, I think it was definitely important to kind of call out those people who were so quick to get up on their soapboxes after the Oscars win and kind of say, like, we cannot stand for violence. This is outrageous. Strip his award. Take everything away. Shut down the Oscars for good. Because there were those people. And so I guess a lot of people were looking at this Louis C.K. situation thinking like, well, if you're going to have that level of outrage for one incident against a famous man behaving badly, where is your outrage around this and your outrage for the women If you're so protective of Chris Rock, where is your outrage for the woman who might be watching this at home and watching the man who sexually harassed them and threatened to ruin their careers be lauded at like the biggest night of nights for music, the biggest event for that industry for the year? Even though I think like it's very difficult to compare. I don't even think you can actually compare what Louis C.K. did and what Will Smith did. That's where I think the danger comes in. They're two completely separate incidents. They have separate kind of outcomes. They should be treated as two completely different events within pop culture. But I did think it was interesting to see that some people were so quick to add their voices to one sense of injustice and then not as quick to jump into this conversation because maybe it's a bit more, it wasn't as cut and dry as like he shouldn't have slapped him. A lot of people are saying like, well, how much longer does he have to stay on the outer? Does he just never get to have a career again? He's not been legally charged with anything. So it is definitely a murky conversation, but I think it comes down to the Recording Academy maybe changing the guidelines for their awards if that's what they're going to hang their hat on every time they make these decisions. And maybe B, there has to be like a morality clause for the artists who win and a clause for the content they put forward. And if it doesn't meet those, then they're not eligible. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. If you've been enjoying the shows lately, why don't you show us some love by leaving us a cheeky review and following us so that you never miss an episode. This episode was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.